Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Still out in the sun, but look, different vest, slightly different position. So, yeah, at least I'm mixing up a bit. What we're doing today is we're going to do 3 times 12 minutes with 1 minute rest in between. And we're going to do these at 20 strokes a minute, then 18 strokes a minute, then 20 strokes a minute. Okay, so just mixing up a little bit, but to be perfectly honest, it's pretty much the same the whole way through. It's a fitness boosting row that's just going to let you recover if you've just had a hard session before or if you're waiting for a hard session the next day. As such, this is week one, session four of the 10K plan. Now, you don't have to do the 10K plan to do this row. Don't run away. Don't click away. Okay, you can do this one as a standalone, just a fitness boosting row. But if you're doing the 10K plan, it's week one, session four. All right. Pace wise, well, your 20 strokes a minute, you're going to do it 2K plus 18 to 20. And your 18 strokes a minute, you're going to do it 2K plus 20 to 22. If you don't know what 2K training pace is, then do check out the description to this video or check out the video I've got about uh, how to use 2K training paces and things. And I'll quickly briefly just say that you just basically row a 2k time trial and you divide your result by four and that gives you your average pace for a 500 meters and that's what you want to see when you set your monitor to slash 500m on your concept two. Okay, so if I say 2k pace then that's the average you row at. If it's 2k plus 20 then you go 20 seconds slower than that. All right. Cranky, could I said that any quicker? <laughs> anyway, let's get into a four minute warm up before today's row. We start off by setting up our machine and go to your drag factor on the Concept 2 first, which is a lever on the other side of the machine, and set that where you want it to be. If you're not on a Concept 2 and something else and it's just resistance based, then really you just want to make sure you've got enough of a resistance so you can feel the weight of the machine, but it does not feel like you're rowing a dinosaur across a piece of sandpaper. All right, really all I'm saying is just don't make it so that you're having to wrench at the thing, okay? It's a nice fluid motion. Next up, got your monitor, and if you can, try and set it at eye height rather than down at the bottom. And finally, foot straps. Either cover the bottom lace in your shoe if you're wearing shoes, but if you're in bare feet or socks like me, then just set it to a position where you're able to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically. Actually, regardless, even if you're wearing shoes, that's the point. Oh, what's he saying? Right, sunglasses on. Four minute warm up, do this at 18 strokes a minute, and I'll just tell you what to do as we go through it. But in terms of effort, we're going to start off with just kind of body weight squat effort, okay? So it's just really enough pressure to get the flywheel moving, but that's it for the time being, and I'll talk you through. All right, in three, two, one, go. Ah, nice evening light tonight to start this one. Right, so what I'm saying is that you're just pretty much putting in enough power to the machine that you can feel the weight of the stroke. And for the first minute, all I want you to do is work on the timing between that push of your feet into the foot plates and when you connect the handle to the flywheel or water wheel or whatever you're using. You want it to be instant, okay? You want that foot press to happen right as you pick up the flywheel. And you want to pick up the flywheel right as you put your feet into the foot plates. And that is how you transfer maximum power efficiently into the machine. So just work on that timing. When I mean maximum power, what I mean is the maximum power that you are putting in through your legs. So obviously right now we're not putting in max power, that would be a lot more. But you want all of the effort from poof, that push, to go into the flywheel. 
you don't want to waste it by scooting your back side backwards first like that you want it all just to go bump. might not seem like as much of a waste but if you're trying to hit a specific pace you're going to have to make up for that butt scoot with a yank on the flywheel or something or on the handle or something you don't want to do that okay one more stroke let's put one foot on the ground carry on rowing with just one leg strapped in or one foot you know what I mean this helps with your body position because you're not encumbered by two feet strapped in which you might get a little bit more compression at the front try not to overdo it though you're not trying to whack the handle off the front of the machine swap feet you really just want to be able to slide with your body leaning forwards to that well, 11 o'clock position as you're looking at me and then once your shin is vertical you just drive straight back again so don't kind of go way forwards even though you can with just one leg in last one here put both feet back in straight legs slight bend to the knees just roll with your back and arms so swing over the hips pull in your arms push out your arms swing over your hips symbols <laughs> well the thing is it's simple here the tough part is getting that back engaged and swinging during the main rowing stroke that's what most people tend to miss okay roll to the front straight arms forward lean press out with the legs try and hold this position okay so you're not pushing too hard you're just holding here working on driving out while in this position holding the forward lean and straight arms but also working on the timing of when your feet and handle connect now going right back to the beginning of this warm-up let's get one more in ah there we go and that's the warm-up done so have a quick drink keep moving up and down the rail and i'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today before we get into the main session Okay then, so today's session is very simple, just a nice recovery row. What we're going to do is three 12 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. And you do them at 20 strokes a minute at 2k plus 18 to 20 pace, then 18 strokes a minute at 2k plus 20 to 22, and then back to 20 strokes a minute at 2k plus 18 to 20 pace again. Okay, so really it shouldn't be too tough, but you run about 5 to 6 out of 10 effort level the whole way through. As you get towards the end of the third interval, it might feel a little bit tougher because it's a total 36 minutes worth of rowing, but those one minute rests in between should really take care of that, so you shouldn't have too much of a cardiac drift and stuff. Okay, so there's no point me chatting away, I'm already strapped in, we might as well just start today's session. So here we go. Push, push. I do like rowing in sunglasses, it feels something very kind of cosmopolitan about it. Anyway, here we go then in three, two one let's go so 20 strokes per minute 2k plus 18 to 20. now if you don't have a 2k training pace like i said you can peg this at around about 5 out of 10 on a kind of perceived effort so row at what you think is 5 out of 10 right now 
and then hold that pace through this first 12 minutes. Then when we go to the 18 strokes a minute, drop the pace by a couple of seconds. And then when we get into the third interval, back to 20s again, you go back up to whatever pace you're rowing at now. Sometimes the perceived effort thing plays tricks on you because it can very much be down to how you feel that day. Whereas no matter whether I'm having a sluggish day or a feel-good day, I'm still basing my training around the same 2k time, which has its good and bad things really. Maybe actually perceived efforts better, because if you're feeling sluggish, you don't want to be overdoing it. But that all brings up training and heart rate zones or reading your heart rate variability or whatever. And for simplicity's sake, I think it's easier just to give you a 2K average training pace. Because otherwise, Oh, it's very confusing. Okay, so we're coming up for two and a half minutes into this one. Let's see if I can try and get technique out the way in this first interval, and then we can talk about other stuff in the next two. So. Where do we start? How should we start today's technique story? Rowing is not a pulling sport. It's a pushing sport. You are generating most of the power by pushing your legs into the machine, not by pulling on the handle. You actually only pull the handle here, like the back quarter of your stroke. The rest of the time, you're just hanging off the handle, letting that power from your legs flow up through your body into your arms and then with your hands hooked over the handle the power then transfers into the handle and then into the flywheel or whatever machine you're using So that's the simplest explanation, is that you push, pull, push, 
pull. She's starting to pull at the end, but you shouldn't really be thinking of pulling at all at the front. However, that only happens efficiently anyway if your body is in the right position to do so and that's where all my waffling about technique comes in so in order for that to happen first up you need to be leaning in tilted over the hips at the front of the machine okay shoulders over your hips hips tilted forwards good posture up on your sit bones so not sitting back on the fleshy part of your backside and then arms straight so nice and relaxed shoulders as you come forwards straight arms maybe with a little external rotation of the elbows towards the ground that may help you wrists flat so basically the handle and the chain are just an extension of your arms you need to slide just enough far forwards for your shins to be pointing vertically and looking straight ahead at your monitor chin in a neutral position and then all of that apart from the shins you maintain as you push the machine away from you so you keep your chin neutral keep your arms straight keep that forward lean and a nice braced core and braced arms as you push the machine away with your feet and you hold that forward lean and straight arms until about halfway through the leg drive and then that's when you swing over your hips into a backward lean so you're going from as you're looking at me 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock so lean in a little bit lean back a little bit and after you've started that backswing that's when you pull your arms into a finish finishing with the handle right about sternum height squeeze your shoulder blades together send your elbows through your sides wrists flat 
Now, a little flare out of the elbows at the back is okay, but what I don't recommend is really flaring them out so that your elbows are pretty much perpendicular to your shoulders, just out to the sides like this. If you're chicken winging, then you are shifting the force of the stroke from your big old lats into your upper shoulders, your delts, and then your forearms and your biceps, all of which are powerful, but not designed for the repeated power. Now, it's not to say it's entirely wrong, because lots of on-the-water rowers have more of a elbow flare than I do, but try just to have a little one and send your elbows through your sides, keeping those wrists flat, and you'll be okay. Then, once the handle touches your sternum, send it straight back out at the same pace you brought it in at. So, in, out. Nice rhythm. You're not jerking it away. You're not scared of it. Get away from... <laughs> That's not the point. Rhythm. Everything about the stroke is a rhythmic flow from phase to phase. And then that handle away triggers your forward lean. And then by the time the handle is past your knees, you're in the right position to just bend your knees and you'll slide effortlessly to the front of the machine without needing to overuse any muscles that you don't need to use. Just make sure as you finish your stroke that your legs are down so that your back and hands come afterwards and that way you'll be sure that all of the power has gone into the machine. If you find you have to stop yourself by tugging your feet on the foot straps, you're getting your sequencing wrong. And what I'll do is I'll start off the next interval talking about foot straps first. Then I'll meander onto something a bit more interesting. Okay, in three, two, one. There we go. Take this as a rest. Maybe rock slightly up and down, but avoid light rowing. Use this to just let your heart rate recover a little bit. I had to go for a chilli bottle today. Try and keep my orange squash nice and cool. Yes, orange squash. It's like Wimbledon here. <laughs>
Oh. Made my own isotonic drink. Filled that up with a normal orange squash. Diluted, of course. Pinch of salt, half a teaspoon of sugar. Makes it isotonic. I do also have an isotonic, no alcohol beer, which I did think about cracking out today, but I thought you might judge me. Okay, here we go then in five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. 18 strokes a minute this time, so a little bit gentler than we were just rowing at. Backing off two seconds pace. So run about 2K plus 20 to 22 seconds. So 20 to 22 seconds slower than your two kilometer time trial average. And my heart rate dropped about 35 beats. I went from 135 down to 100 by the start of this interval. And that's really all that those one minute rests are there for, is almost to nip in the bud the chance of cardiac drift and this workout becoming harder than it should. Like I said, with a total of 36 minutes worth of rowing, eventually it might just catch up on you. That's okay. I mean, if you are doing this as part of the 10K plan, then you do need to get used to rowing slightly longer durations than the usual 30 minutes at 20 strokes per minute or whatever. But if the session you did before this one was the 40 minute push pace, then I'm really hoping that you're being sensible with this one and using it as the fitness boosting recovery row that it's meant to be after what was a really tough session. I was hanging on the edge by the end of it yesterday. So, foot straps. Let's quickly talk about them. I said how you want to get your legs down to use up that power, momentum from your legs into the machine. If you tug on the foot straps to stop yourself, that is power you could have put into the flywheel. And there's a good chance, if you're new to my videos, that you're sitting there going, ah, oh, you're right. What are you on about, you daft man? Probably not in a Scottish accent though. But I don't have my feet in the bootstraps. I'm gonna go flying off the back of the machine. Not necessarily, dear Watson. 
So here we go. One foot out. Other foot out. So, got both feet out of the straps. And because I'm getting that leg power into the machine and legs down before I finish with my back and arms, there isn't as much momentum backwards. So all I need is a braced core, which is a good thing, in order to just soak up any of that last momentum from the pull of the arms. And this is where posture becomes really important where you start off the stroke up on your sit bones and although your position will change as you get to the back of the stroke you're still hopefully contacting with the seat through your sit bones rather than rolling your hips backwards and tucking your tailbone underneath you. <laughs> Could easily have just said you at the end of that sentence. So I'll put my feet back in. Oh, oi. Other one. Come on. Oh. Okay. So feet back in. Now I'm going to show you what happens if I tug against the foot straps to stop myself and also pull myself forwards by tugging on the foot straps. So here we go. See how my knees pop up? I have to. lift the handle over my knees and worse my tailbone tucks underneath me bye bye destroying my posture we don't want that we want to stay up and powerful through the row or the rolling stroke. Just push. Keep nice and powerful. And again, I'll take my feet out. I don't need to pull myself forwards with the foot straps. Just by handle away, body rock. That creates the momentum that I need to then be able to just bend my knees and roll to the front of the machine. Oh, I got lost a little bit during that. There's a waving to Julie. She's off out to do a Tabata Metafit something tonight. Kids are their grandparents. 
So we both have a free night and <laughs> she's off to do Tabata and I'm making a video for you who said romance is dead although it is only seven o'clock so we'll have a nice meal together tonight baked potato this evening in case you're interested with tuna and Pyrenees sauce for me and just cheese for Julie but then with a nice big splodge of lettuce, tomato and cucumber and coleslaw you're lovely oh she's back and she's off but it really is it's this patch of weather that we get once a year in Scotland where you'd be forgiven for thinking it was actually summer I think it was like 28 degrees earlier which is why I'm recording this so late because if I'd have done this at one o'clock like normal I would have broken my main rule of not rowing topless in front of the camera I'll do it normally when I'm not recording a video for you guys so I'll subject the poor neighbours with me rowing without my shirt on but there's some things you don't need to see as much as I'm getting back into the racing shape I want to be in I'm not an exhibitionist type who wants to show everyone what I look like it's not to say the other guys are, sorry that sounds a bit mean and to be honest if I work hard enough and I do get a body like Shane or Austin or Cameron I may do <laughs> the odd session topless but for the time being I'll just have to be satisfied with <clears throat> keeping you interested with my chat instead of my chiselled abs and rippling pecs okay 50 seconds to go I've drifted up heart rate wise I finished the 20 strokes a minute at 135 and it looks as though 
I'm going to come into a close around about 145 on this one. That's okay. It seems as though my test heart rate strap is working fine. Seems accurate. Did away with the polar one, but given a free one, which I'm doing a review video for. And so far, so good. All right. There we go. Minute rest again. Reseat your seat. If you're not moved, your buttocks off your seat do so so it just stops that pressure point where your sit bones are squashing your glutes if you just move it'll free them up you can just squash a different part of your glutes drink drink again <laughs> Not as easy to get out of that one. All right, last interval coming up. How are we doing? Yeah, so last time my heart rate had recovered down to around about 100. This time about 110 maybe. Four, three, two, one, go. 105 I got down to, that's not that bad. All right, 20 strokes a minute again. 2K plus 18 to 20. So you might rhythmically instantly fall into the 18s. I know I just did, embarrassingly. But just take a moment, concentrate on getting back up to 20 strokes a minute and 2K plus 18 to 20 pace. Now, if you are not doing this as part of the 10k plan and you're thinking I want a little bit more then when we're done with today's session and the cool down and the stretching and stuff feel free to load up uh, one minute or 500 meter time trial and blast through that. That'll give you the hard effort that you're maybe searching for without ruining this workout. However, if you're going to do that, do please pay attention to your energy levels and muscle recovery, especially if your next session is planned to be either a middle intensity or top intensity. Ideally, you keep this as bottom intensity and then follow up with something tough. But I know sometimes you're like, put me in coach, I want to go fast. In which case, a minute time trial, or even a 100 meter 
time trial that might be even better because that isn't going to undo anything energy level wise it'll be all over in run about 20 seconds and you'll feel like you've done some fast stuff I might do that for the end of today's row might not you'll have to hang around and find out I definitely am pleased with the amount of time that we've been spending together in terms of the results I see loads of you are getting in touch saying how your 5k has improved by like a minute or you've gone from 7.30 to 7.20 on your 2k or even just that after never being able to click with the low rate sessions like this one spending time doing these roll-alongs with me has kind of helped click it and it is amazing hearing from the same people over and over again it's quite easy for me to get caught up in viewing numbers sometimes and worry why am I not competing with Austin or Cameron or Shane marketing to be honest <laughs> but actually the fact that I reply to each and every YouTube comment and connect with you all is amazing I feel really honoured to be part of your rowing journey in a way that if I had the hundreds of thousands of viewings that the other guys get if I had the similar exponential rise in comments there's no way I'd be able to reply to you all and after all the whole point of row along is to keep you rowing and motivated on the machine I'm not here to make money out of you I'm here to row with you so if my ability to engage with you keeps you rowing then as being I'm not doing this to make money I'm kind of okay with that it's not to say it's total altruism remember I'm also using these 
as my own rehab that by consistently coming back and making these sessions for you I'm not avoiding rowing when I think oh my shoulder hurts I've been on row today I know that if I row a session on video for you because I can't go 110% of what I should be rowing at it helps to just exercise out and rehabilitate my shoulder I said before it does give me a cracking cardio workout talking to you the way all the way through a roll like this and it's also as much as I was saying I'm not an exhibitionist there is an element of vanity that I want to look fit and strong in these videos so that you can see what can happen if you just put in some time and some discipline on the rowing machine and a little bit of sensible eating I mean if you compare what I look like in this row this is July 2021 to what I looked like in July 2020 you'll see a huge difference in fact you'll see a huge difference between now and like February 2021 and that's because I got a bit more disciplined with the type of training I was doing I started to stop being so greedy when it came to food I added in weights routines all of which you can see on the community tab of the YouTube channel and sorry to say it because you've maybe heard this before but I also stopped drinking and the difference it makes not having I mean go back to February, March I was drinking like three bottles of red wine and maybe 10 beers over a weekend not proud of it I'm just telling you that so that you can maybe compare yourself to what I was doing 
It wasn't the booze, to be honest. Although that would be about 1,500 calories a day extra just from wine and beer. But it was the chocolate and cake and crisps that would follow it in the evening. And then the gluttony the next day with a hangover. So you could argue I didn't need to stop totally. I could just have one or two beers each night or a glass of wine each night and then not eat. But the part of me that knows not to eat rubbish gets drowned by wine and beer. So I really think that's what's made a big difference, not only for weight loss, but also for building muscle. That alcohol, at my age anyway, suppresses testosterone. So I can't put on as much muscle when I'm training. Okay, three, two, one. And that's it, all done. A little bit ranty about diet and stuff at the end. I don't wanna be preaching. You just get, I mean, Paul Taylor, the uh, podcast that I listen to, he talks about that a lot, but it's almost like a religious cult when people start to talk to you about how they lose weight. And I could easily say, well, I'm doing the 16-8 fast and then I will have chicken and salad for lunch and then I will have a healthy dinner and then... But that might not work for you. It works for me, it certainly works for me, but you have to find what works for you, what you're happy both mentally and physically with. Because it's all very good saying to someone, eat less and move more, but not everybody gets that chance, either because of family or work or whatever. Okay, let's get into our cool down in three, two, one, go. 18 strokes a minute again. And just almost back to that bodyweight squat effort. Just connect your feet into the foot plates. And think about the timing of when you then pick up the flywheel. What you want to make sure you don't hear is that scoot of the seat. So listen. See that scoot of the seat before I connect. If you hear a scoot before you hear the flywheel, then chances are you've got your connection timing all wrong. Now you can go back to that warm up drill that we did with the straight arms and the forward lean and just practicing that push out from the front and listen and feel what the sensation is when you pick up the flywheel. That's one good way to work on that connection. And if you're still not getting it, take one foot out and then just rock in and out over the ball of your foot onto the heel of your foot. 
pushing out with the foot that's still in and feel that grab of the flywheel at the front of the machine. And once you've got that timing right, you can then go into the straight arms and body rock one, continue that feel, and then you can go into full strokes and have a feel. It must be said, if you set to the force curve on your monitor, if you have it, that's really good at pegging when you connect with the flywheel. Right, that's me done on the cool down. You can either continue to cool down, oh plane, you can continue with the cool down if you wish, or you can pack up, or you can get off and stretch while I do my wee sign off. Can I wait until that plane to go over? It's weird hearing planes going over again. There's a period, or about a six month period or so, where it was just the airs were silent, this air was silent. And now you kind of see them and go, oh look, it's a plane. Anyway, you don't care about that, do you? Anyway, so it's just a good long fitness boosting workout today, the kind of thing that will help your energy levels, help kind of top you back up again, even though it's a long slog of a row. It'll kind of let your body kind of build up. It'll create that inner electricity to kind of power up your body again, much like a, almost like a dynamo, keeping these at a nice low level that you don't exhaust yourself. You're kind of like you're building up all the mitochondria in your system and oh, science, science, science. Here's the science bit, just <laughs> read into it yourself. Anyway, so that, there we go. So that was week one, session four of the 10K plan, if that's what you were doing. Otherwise, that was hopefully just a good fitness boosting role, get a chance to think about technique. I had a wee rant about um, uh, how good it is that, that you guys are in touch with me. Yeah, let's talk about that, rather than it being me ranting about the importance of not drinking. Because, listen, I've got to say, I do, like, do still like a Jack Daniels and Coke, it must be said. But I'm going to have to give that up, um, or have given that up. Rant. So, you may notice the pink house is gone and sandpit's gone as well. R.I.P. Pink house and sandpit. Anyway, okay, I'm ranting. So, thank you so much for being part of this and for doing this one. Do get in touch. Let me know how you got on with it, either on the podcast or on the YouTube video page or the or through Facebook or whatever. Just say hi. Let me know how you got on. And if you're about to do a hundred meter time trial, good luck with that. Make sure and push hard from the legs. Rate up. So stroke rate up, and just put everything into it. Okay. Have a good day, stay safe, be well, bye-bye.